Hello and welcome to the podcast from Artists for Artists. Today I have an interview lined up for you with film composer Christopher Farrell talking about creativity in film composing as well as how to collaborate with other artists when they don't speak your language. And with language, I don't mean the actual language of a country. You'll find out more. But if you're here for the very first time, this podcast is a about taking you as an artist from where you are to where you want to go. You're listening to the stories and voices of artists across all industries and around the world. Now, whether you're a performer, a painter, a musician, or creator of any kind, really, you are definitely in the right place here, because what better place and people to get inspiration from than inspirational people? Today, that person is Christopher Farrell indeed, an award-winning, multi-talented film and television composer and songwriter who scored original music for over 25 feature films. He was born in New Orleans, he plays multiple instruments, and his music is pretty cool, and so I suggest you do have a listen to it on the links that you'll see in the show notes. And for now, I'd love to share the interview that I had with Christopher. From artists for artists. Hello, everyone, and today we're here with another artist, and not just any type of artist. We're actually here with a film composer, Christopher Farrell. And this is the first time I've ever actually heard that there's someone like a film composer. I mean, obviously there has to be, but it never the thought never occurred to me. So I'm really excited to be here uh, talking to you today, Christopher, and to talk more about what it means to have music in films and what it means to be composing this music. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm, thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. It's, it's really exciting. Um, so just to start right off, I'd, I'd love to know what is film composing and how did you get into film composing? So film composing is, is an art that's well over 100 years old. Uh, you know, we could spend a lot of time talking about how it evolved from the 1900s and silent films and talkies and the idea that uh, producers felt that putting music against picture really helped us tell the story and add emotional content and made it more exciting for the audience. So once they did that, and, and King Kong by uh, uh, Max Steiner was kind of considered one of the first, not the first, but one of the first to, to sort of do that. Uh, from that point on, it was it was uh, all gangs on because everyone felt that at that point, every movie needed a film score, uh, which is to say a composer to come in and to uh, look at the film and to write music that would support the story. So um, that's kind of what we do. We, we are storytellers as composers. We uh, work with the directors to really help the film come across and, and bring it bring it to life by adding a certain degree of emotion and uh, just making the whole experience, you know, a lot more powerful and meaningful. Wow. Yeah, definitely. I mean, without music, what would a film be, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of people have experimented with like, well, let's try doing a movie without any music. And uh, there are, have been a few, not many, but by and large, they just feel the audience after a while just, just loses interest. 
uh, you feel like you're missing something. So film scoring is, is very, very important. And did you always know that you wanted to be a film composer or did that kind of happen over time? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was a, a, a musician early as a kid. I mean, I started out, you know, playing in rock and roll bands and, you know, in high school, I was sort of into all activities having to do with music. And I just knew I loved music. And I also, by the same token, I was always really watching lots and lots of movies. And I was always in the film. And at some point, the two sort of converged. And uh, I went to college, got a degree in music theory composition, had a very kind of varied background, which is important in film music, meaning that it's, it's good to know a lot of styles and genres from, from classical to country to rock to jazz, you name it, all these different styles, because you're called upon to really bring that together. So I would say, you know, when I was a teenager uh, in high school, I, I began thinking about it. And, um, and by the time I got to college, I was all in, definitely. I, this is something I wanted to do. And um, here I am. Wow, that's, that's so cool. And how did you, well, do you remember like your first time ever? scoring for a film? I do. I absolutely do. It's funny you ask that. So a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Young, who, who's really been very instrumental in helping a lot of composers getting their careers started. <clears throat> he said, uh, he said, well, Chris, what you've got to do is why don't you go up to the old film schools like UCLA and they all have drama departments and they're all their students are making student films and they all need original scoring. Uh, and so without a lot of experience, you can kind of go up there and present yourself. And, um, hopefully one of these students will call you up and say, I need original score for my movie. And sure enough, I did. And, uh, I put, I put notices up like at UCLA, I think it was. And I will never forget the phone rang. And it was this, um, it was this student and she had a film and she asked me to score it. And I, went nuts. I was so excited about the idea. This, this would be my very, very first film. On the one hand, I was super excited. On the other hand, I was like scared to death. Like, Oh my God, I'm a fraud. I'm afraid fake. I don't know what to do. I know music. I know drama and story and I know movies, but I, I don't really know what to do, so to speak. And uh, sure enough, once we got together, uh, we began collaborating and she started talking about what the story was and, and what the emotional content was and what she thought the music could do. So it was my job at that point to sort of interpret her ideas uh, into a score. And um, sure enough, uh, it, it went into the film and uh, it was played at one of the, at the UCLA uh, student nights, uh, you know, on the big screen. And it was, so that was my very first, first film. And I kind of went on from there, one foot in front of the other. And I was so excited to, to, to say that I was doing it. Wow, that, that's really cool. <laughs> I absolutely know how you feel when you do something for the first time and you get an opportunity. It's like, yes, I finally got it. And then the other part of you that's like, oh no, but I actually have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and, and when you think about it, probably every composer has gone through that or every artist for that matter. Um, a writer, director, it's like you just get hired. Get, oh my God, well, I've been, I've been training. I kind of know what to do. But my very, very first time, it's natural to have a lot of apprehension. Uh, about doing it um and and you know to this day and and i've now done i don't know something like 45 movies and tv movies and tell and uh, feature films even today when i get a new project there's always that kind of consternation about oh my god what am i gonna do you know how i how am i gonna figure this out and it's funny that once you sort of dive in 
and you start nibbling at it and working at it, it just sort of unfolds in front of you. So, but that, that sort of fear is probably good to some degree and it never goes away. Um, but always in the end, you know, we, we deliver and, and hopefully it's a good uh, score for the film. Yeah, I love how you, you're basically a collaborator. You're not just a composer, not just a musician who does things by themselves, you know, locked in a room, but it's really this, this combination. You work with a lot of people to actually get the final product out, right? You really do. Uh, the, the key person that you work with is the director, and, and he usually carries the vision for the film. Uh, typically, you know, he may or may not have been the writer, but he, he sort of is the, the ringleader, the commander of the ship, if you will, who's steering the ship. He uh, knows all the moving parts and has lived with the film for, for longer than you have. I mean, they've been working on the film maybe for a year, who knows, developing it, pre-production, and then shooting it and whatnot. So you come in at the very tail end, and the director's had a lot of opportunity uh, to kind of think about what uh, the movie should look like and end up being and how the music kind of is portrayed. So when you come on board, you know, it's important to really listen very well to the director and, and try to, I call it like picking the lock. You just kind of come up with what's the style of this music going to be? Is it going to be um, orchestral? Is it going to be electronic? Is it going to be on a subtext? Or are we going to be playing on the nose? What's the instrumentation like? Do we want to have a, a rock band? Do we want to have uh, a piano and violins? It all depends. So we have to kind of have all of that discussion up front to sort of determine what path we're going to go down before, before I start writing any of the music. Yeah. What, what comes to mind here is I recently just listened to an audiobook where, by Sirkin Robinson who talked about different intelligences in human beings, that a musician would have a music intelligence, a storyteller will have it through words, whereas a visual artist will have it visually, and that our brains kind of end up working differently depending on the art we pursue. So I'm wondering here, how do you see eye to eye and how do you communicate with the director who might for example see it all visually you know they they have this visual idea of what their film is going to be and they don't necessarily speak the language of music yes how do you create music when they don't really know what you're talking about by with all the instruments and everything you know what i mean great question and that's sort of the the job of the composer um i ask a series of questions like i will say like um so in this scene, what do you want the audience to feel like? What's going on here? Tell me, talk to me about the character. Is there a subtext? Uh, is there things that the audience should know or should not know? How do you, again, want the audience to be reacting to your scene? And that's a good place to start because it kind of gives me um, an idea to translate all these dramatic things into music. To, to support what he wants to do with the particular scene. And it's not a scene by scene. I mean, a lot of times I will write themes for various characters. So, I mean, one of the classical ways of writing a film score, which I always subscribe to, is to create thematic content or materials. For example, a, a particular character may have a theme. A situation may have a theme. Uh, maybe there is a, uh, you know, something, it, maybe it's, being set in a, in a foreign country, in, in South America or Europe, whatever. Maybe you need to create an environment with a theme. All, and, or you may have to do all of that at the same time and, and to kind of make a through line uh, for, for the story. 
Wow. It's crazy to think how versatile you have to be as a film composer. And especially you, because I saw on your website that you don't just do dramas or comedies, but you do everything. You go you do everything from comedy to horror. And that's like, I was thinking to myself, how can you, you know, have a mind that is so varied and so has so much information and bring that all into different streams of music? That's amazing. Well, you, you really have to be a chameleon. You're constantly sort of changing your spots and, and, and not only responding to the story and the drama, but hopefully because of your background, you have this sort of reservoir repertoire of musical styles and approaches and harmonies and just musical ideas. I, I did a Christmas movie, which needed a traditional kind of a heartwarming uh, Christmas feel. And then I've turned around and, and I've done sort of a, a, a mafia in the desert movie where people were, it was so, and it had a comedic element to it. So you're very rural now you're out in the desert. So you had to kind of bring in that kind of feel to it. And it was a much sparser type of score as opposed to say the, the Christmas family movie, which was, you know, had a thicker, denser movie. So it's, 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 you try to stay versatile. That's what I like the versatility of it. I like going from horror to comedy, to family, to, action because it keeps it interesting and so yeah yeah you never get bored <laughs> which which makes me also like kind of question and this is uh, me relating to my own experiences you know when I'm asked to choreograph a specific style and then sometimes I feel like creatively I'm just so blocked I'm like oh, but I don't want to do this style right now or I just don't know how to do this style right now um, do you feel like sometimes because the director has such a clear vision of what they want, that it stops you from bringing in your own creativity or have you found a way to bring in your own creativity anyway? Wow. That's such a good, that's such a good question. Wow. That's sort of, um, yeah. I mean, a couple of things along that line, a lot of times the director will have an idea and I'll try to understand what he wants to do and I will deliver that. And suddenly it's like, that's not working. And he might say, well, you know, now that I see this scene, and I've seen what you've done with the rest of the movie, maybe we should try and do this. So there's always this give and take. The other thing that is frequently done is that once the film is edited down and there's a final cut that the director has finished, um, and it goes to the post-sound area, frequently we'll create what's called a temp track, which is to say the director might do this, I might work with the director to do this, or or the editor might do this, and simply take existing pieces of music from anywhere, and literally anywhere, from film scores to rock and roll to, you know, Beyonce, you name it, and throw it up against the picture in order to kind of, how is this working? Does this feel right? Is it too big? Is it too emotional? Maybe we shouldn't use music at all. So it's a way of testing out. So temp tracks are frequently used in that way. And that sort of informs me as to what the director has in mind. So, but having said that, the composer also can completely bring a whole new fresh vocabulary or approach to make the film unique with his own music. And uh, a lot of times directors have to stay open to the idea that you don't want my music to sound like a temp track, uh, even though you like what the did allow us as creators to possibly write the score for your movie. There may be things that that will work for you that uh, are different. So there's always a little bit of that kind of give and take involved. So I've done movies where there's been a complete temp track and the director kind of wanted me to pretty closely 
follow, not write exactly what it was, but kind of use that to help me understand, you know, musically what to do. And then I've had films where there's nothing. I mean, nothing. And I just look at it and I just respond to it as an artist where I think, you know, here's what I think that will best work for the story. And what do you prefer? Oh, gosh. I mean, as an artist, a creative person, I'll be honest with you, I think, I think the director gets the best score when he gives the, the, the composer the most freedom up front because you're going to get something unique. And I mean, just think of our greatest, everybody knows, for example, Psycho by Bernard Herrmann. It's one of the most famous, uh, everybody kind of knows that. You know, he, out of whole cloth, came up with that theme and that idea and sold it to, to Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, it wasn't like Hitchcock was saying, I want this exactly like this here and this here and this here. So had he not done that, that score might not have been uh, what it ended up being. Yeah, I think that kind of comes down to the to the language that we speak again, as I said before, that the directors don't always speak the musical language. So, Or or this, is, this applies to all artists, that if you can give artists creative freedom, um, that they know what they're doing the best, I think. And they'll uh, frequently, they will surprise a director, uh, delightfully so. Like, I, I remember a film that I was hired to do, and the director had the whole movie temp tracked with a composer by the name of Eric Satie, who was a very famous, I believe he was a French composer. Mostly it's just sort of single piano notes, uh, very, very thematic, and very sort of plotting and, and very beautiful. And he loved the sound of that and thought that would work well. And I looked at that and I said, well, you know, that sounds good. I said, I said, what if we maybe try something else? And he goes, well, what do you have in mind? So I basically gave him some new concepts. Uh, in fact, what I, what I did is I took, I took some music from, from a, another movie and I took maybe one piece of music and laid it up against his picture. And he just about popped out of his chair because suddenly he was looking at the scene in a whole different way. John Williams and, and uh, Steven Spielberg have worked so well together, and Steven Spielberg has often said that John Williams rewrites his movies with John's score. So allowing the, the music to sort of like take you away uh, can really elevate the film to, to a whole new level. So, And why is that so? Why does music have such a huge impact in a movie? When we see the emotions, when we hear the text, why is music... Yeah, what, what big difference does it make? Well, I mean, music, you can get real philosophical about the emotion of music and, and how music moves people, and it has for the beginning of time, you know, going back to, to the Greeks and even prehistoric times. Um, music is soothing to people. Music uh, was used for armies and to excite the militia and war. Uh, it was used for sadness to when people died. Uh, it's, it sort of soothes the soul. So it, it sort of has this intrinsic ability to pull out of the human spirit, just supporting these emotional beats, if you will. And so the trick, again, of the, of the music is in the movies is to, to try to tap into that. But having said that, it needs to tap into it in the right way. It can't be over the top or maybe understated, you have to, I call it dialing in the right type of music. So you may have come up with the concept that you want, but then it's dialing in the exact kind of emotion so that it, the music sort of fits like a glove. But yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll leave the ph philosophers to decide what, what it is that music can do, but it, it has its own magic and, and we, we exploit it. 
And it's, it's used sort of as a tool by filmmakers to, uh, to help tell their story. Just as lighting and acting and, and camera movements and uh, all the other tools that a filmmaker has, music is just one more kind of uh, tool to tell that story. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting because I feel like we all know, theoretically speaking, yeah, music adds to the film, but we never really think deeply about it. Yeah. How would a film be if not for the music? Yeah, yeah. When you are watching a film, either with your own music or with someone else's music, how do you how do you feel when you watch that? Because I could imagine that you kind of watch it with a different uh, yeah. from a different viewpoint than people who don't know much about music do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another good question. I tr I try to I try to be an audience. Uh, I try to watch it and, and and just hopefully just watch the movie and and not sit there and critically analyze, oh, well, he did that there, or I wonder if he's going to play any music here, because that is sort of ruins the experience of going to the movies or watching a good show. Um, but, I mean, I would lie, I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'm, I'm at some level kind of consciously, subconsciously weighing in, you know, what worked there would, Or, or I'll hear something, go, oh, that's totally wrong. I wonder why they put that music there. Yeah. And if you're watching your own, do you ever watch uh, movies where you compose the music? Well, yeah, I, mean, I get to tr traditionally or tr uh, historically, the movies will get, a lot of my movies will be in a theater, if not for wide release, limited release, or certainly cast and crew. So I get to almost always enjoy the, the, uh, the privilege of sitting in a two or 300 seat theater of people watching a, a film and hearing the music that I wrote for the film and kind of seeing how people react. It's, um, it's kind of thrilling. And you never, you never get tired of that. It never gets old. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, what, what do you love most about your job? I do love the, it's a problem solving creative thing. I mean, um, trying to figure out how to nail the scene as we call it. And when you, when you come up with the right thing and you go, Oh my God, that is so wonderful. I'm so I hope that, I just pray and hope that the director liked it as well, you know that kind of thing. Because you know, what, typically I'll write maybe 15 minutes of music and then ship it over to the director for his approval, uh, making sure I'm on the right track. He might have a little tweak here and there, you know. And then I'll kind of continue on. But uh, I, I think you know all this um, social distancing and staying at home. I mean, this is what we do all the time as composers. We sit in our rooms and. Uh, by ourselves uh, in the semi-dark and we, we write music and it's it's watching the scene over and over again and trying to figure out again picking up that lock that it's, it's that problem solving and and on, and you can try something and, and you can say well that's a little bit too big and then I'll back off and then I'll start tweaking so it's it's sort of like a piece of clay you just start working it and um, like I say you may have themes that you've written ahead of time that you know you want to incorporate But uh, every scene uh, might might take some a uh, different approach. Interesting, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting process that kind of goes into all of that, and always that feedback, which is which is a bit different to what other artists go through. Not all artists have to have the constant feedback back and forth with a director or with someone. Um, so it's definitely unique. And yes, it is. It is, and it, it, it helps if I mean I've done. There's one director I've worked with. Uh, I've probably done. 20 movies with I know him extremely well he knows me extremely well so we have this total shorthand that you know he'll say something and I'll know exactly what he wants uh and then sometimes maybe I'm working with a first-time director who who doesn't know me and I don't know them very well so it's a little bit of feeling each other out as to uh, what, what's going to work mm -hmm. 
And what do you do when you're not composing, when you're not working on a movie? Are you doing your own creative projects or are you doing another type of art? Well, I mean, right now I am studying the cello. I mean, it's crazy. Here I am, you know, I, I, I was a guitarist and, and played piano in college and, and whatnot. And um, maybe it's because there's so much going on with the cello these days. Um, we just had a, a, a female win the Academy Award uh, for her score for the movie Joker. Uh, her name is Hilder, and I can't say her last name because she's from Iceland, and that's kind of an interesting name. But she she composed pretty much a good portion of the score playing cello. She's a cellist. It's it's such a versatile instrument that it it can go into the upper range, it can go into the lower range, it can be melodic and beautiful, it can be aggressive. So having played guitar forever, I just just woke up one day and 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 bought myself a cello, and I've been believe it or not, uh, taking uh, lessons on Zoom with a, uh, a sort of a world-renowned classical cellist in Europe. I mean, you know, when could you do this? When could, when could you tap into some of the greatest artists in the world? And, of course, he's, he's got a concert schedule that's sort of on hold right now, so he's got time. And I'm, I'm just having a ball practicing. And, and I figure I'll be able to use maybe what I'm learning on some of my scores as well, because I do play a variety of instruments on my own scores. So this will be one more thing that I'm adding to it. But um, yeah, pretty much, I, I mean, I have other interests as well, but I grew up in Virginia, so I'm very much into history and that kind of thing. But um, music, without a doubt, is probably my, you know, it, it, there's not probably a moment that goes by where I'm not listening, playing, studying. And you never learn, it, you, you never stop learning. You never stop learning. There's so much to learn. But it's, I like it because it, it is that intersection of music and film or drama or, or you know, entertainment. And so um, you're right. I have a ton of friends who are actors, directors, producers, um, and they haven't got a clue how to write what I do. But you know, most of them know exactly what they want to do in terms of telling that story. So you know, I'm always there to try to, to, uh, to dig into... Um, to get inside their brain, really, and to understand where they're coming from, because I, it's that's my job. There's no way they're going to understand music, but um, and some, a few of them do. But it's really more important for me to to understand what they want to do emotionally with the, with the story. Yeah, and it's when artists come together and collaborate that new things are formed that wouldn't be able to exist otherwise. Just like a movie. I mean. Yeah, who would have thought that we would one one day be creating movies with actors, with sound, with lighting, and all of these amazing techniques and art forms that just come together so that we can sit at home and watch it and not even realize as an audience what's going into that. Well, you know, again, another good point that you have there, and that is that, um, you know, I certainly come to the table with ideas and, and so forth, but I love working with a very creative director who puts me on a whole new path and says, well, Chris, what, if, what about what, Hey, can we do this? What do you think about this? And I'm going, Oh my God, that's brilliant. Why didn't I, th I I'm, I'm like ticked off at myself. for not coming up with that idea, but that's the whole collaboration thing. See? Uh, and I love that. I love it when a, when a director will, you know, challenge maybe <laughs> very, very much so. And, and it, that's the more they challenge. And I mean, you can do by the numbers and, and a lot of composers, you know, this is how an action thing works. But if you've got a, a director who is going to challenge that composer to, uh, to really come up with something that, that 
just is unique um, and makes it very memorable as well as, as puts a stamp on it for his particular film. But it's, it's really pretty powerful. Absolutely. I can absolutely imagine that. I, it's the same for me whenever people challenge me to choreograph something that I would have never thought of doing. And you look, and you look back on that after you've done it and you go, oh my God, that is so, that person uh, inspired me and motivated me to, to create something that probably I wouldn't have done um, but look what we've come up with. And it's really kind of fun to, to, to have that. Yeah. I think that's also how we really grow as an individual, but also together. And well, that's the thing. Once you've done that, now you take that process forward. That director has maybe opened your mind to a thing that you hadn't thought about. I mean, I've learned more about drama from working with a couple of directors. Um, comedy, for example, is one of the top, toughest things. A lot of composers don't want to touch comedy because it's, it's very, it, you wouldn't guess it, but it's very difficult because the timing has to be right. Um, there's such a variation and so forth. And I've learned a lot of how to write com- comedic music by working with good directors who understand comedy, uh, which is good. You know yeah. what? The next movie I'm going to watch, I'm going to play, cl- pay closer attention to the music. Um, I'm just like, I'm thinking about all the movies I've watched and I realize I do not remember anything about the music. I really have to, I, I want to just see that part now. That, yeah, you've just woken that up in me. It's cool. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's sort of one of the debates also. One of the debates being, you know, if, if music stands out too much and takes too much of a center stage, uh, it's going to detract from the story. So the idea is to just get it in there just at the right point and the right level without overtaking but supporting uh, what is there. And, and then I think that I think you hit the mark. So Yeah, that's, that's true as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, one last question I have for you that I ask everyone is there's a few, there, there's quite a few young artists listening to this podcast. So if you had like one piece of advice to young artists out there who are, you know, starting out, who are pursuing it, who are maybe thinking and questioning, should I really be doing this? What would you say based on your experience? Wow. Yes. Don't give up. It's a tough business and uh, keep at it. If, if, you, if, you, if you don't think you can do it, you probably can't. If you think you can do it, you will do it and you can do it. So I would say, listen to your inner voice. Don't let people tell you what to do and what not to do. Uh, be true to yourself. And, um, you know, you've probably got some talent already because you've already pursued, pursued this. So continue to keep at it. Learn from your peers. As you're starting out at, as an artist, one of the best things is um, try to create your own um, network of, of friends and people you hang out with because they will sort of help you. And, for example, when you're starting out, you're not going to get Steven Spielberg's attention because he's got John Williams. So maybe as an as a aspiring film composer, you're going to try to find uh, up-and-coming filmmakers who are maybe your age or maybe your sensibility or just starting out. So try to relate with them and, and grow forward with them. So, so look for your kind of people that you connect with, people you're comfortable with, and, and sort of get in the right lane. Uh, there's so many different lanes to get into, even in composing. I mean, uh, as a film composer, there are guys that spend all of their time writing what's called production music, which is sort of uh, music that's pre-written that is placed against music, like in cable television shows and whatnot. 
Um, there's game music, video game music, which is a little bit of a different thing. Uh, then there's certainly independent film, there's documentary film, and there's, you know, big studio films, and all of them sort of have a different uh, approach. And so you sort of at some point want to maybe come to the idea, well, you know, what I really want to do is I want to be a video game composer. So therefore, you're going to want to spend your time talking with other video game composers and meeting people in that in industry. Um, so focus yourself as to try to narrow down where you think your strengths are, where you want to be in a couple of years, and just focus yourself in that particular area. Just like you did when you were in college, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I always wanted to do feature films, and, and I did, so. Wow, it's it's really been inspiring to talk to you. It's eye-opening to a whole new world, so I thank you so much. Um, just if we want to find you, where can we go and find you, read more about you, listen to your music? Sure. I'm all over the internet. Uh, ChristopherFarrell.com, uh, SoundCloud. I've got a whole ton of music on SoundCloud. Christopher Farrell on SoundCloud. You know, YouTube. I've got uh, some video of films that I've worked on uh, and some music there. So pretty much uh, anywhere you can look. Facebook, if you want to friend me. Instagram, you know, you, you kind of have to be out there everywhere, which is kind of fun because uh, I've actually met people uh, on social media. I've actually gotten a gig through social media, so it, it, it can be helpful if you if you develop your, your contacts and your relationships. And Definitely. All right. Yeah, I'll add all of those links in the show notes anyway so that people can click on them straight away. Terrific. All right. Well, thank you so much for this. It's been a real pleasure. And um, yeah, I hope that it all goes well with your cello. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a total pleasure for me. You, you have very insightful, terrific questions. So uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. What an interview that was with the very first film composer that I ever met in my life. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do share with your friends. If you know any musicians out there, please do share it with them and let me know if you have any comments, ideas, or interview requests. Always looking forward for those. All right, I hope you have a wonderful day and you'll hear from me next Tuesday with the next interview. Goodbye! From artists.